If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. That was a surprise, and uh, you know he has definitely brought that team to respectability and a good competitive level. I think there's still a little uncertainty on some of their personnel, but I think Brian Flores did an excellent job. You know, I know Chris Greer well. I've known him since he was 12 or 13 years old. He was in my draft room at New England when he was still in high school. So I don't know what the thinking there was, but Brian Flores has shown that he has the ability to take a franchise that wasn't doing well and get them to respectability. I don't think he'll be out of work very long. That's Bill Parcells right there. Where was Bill Parcells talking? KJM. Oh, okay. Keyshawn got him on, huh? Yep. That's good. A lot of good uh, sound coming out of KJM today. Might play more of it a little later on. Yes, I like that. A little more Mike Tannenbaum. I, I, I swear. I, can't I want them to hire Mike Tannenbaum. Should we just should we interview Mike Tannenbaum yes. himself so we can do an interview for the, I this job? I want Mike Tannenbaum to be the GM. Brent, he, all he wants is the GM job. Like he That's put good. on his resume. Okay, Take great. It. Yeah, who, who do you call At least he's on? excited about who, it. Who, who do you call him now? Do you compare him to like the, the 96 Bulls or something now? Is that what he's comparing the, the Jaguars to? again. Clay Thompson's back, so it's even added to it now. Oh, yeah, okay. Who, who, and who's playing Clay Thompson on this team? Uh, Mike Williams. Okay. Fair enough. No, 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 not even close, but okay. <laughs> Sounds great, man. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, Casey, let's go around the NFL, man. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of competition for this job. I have more on this job. I want to talk about who's going to be the head coach. It can't be Bill O'Brien. I'm denial. It won't be Bill O'Brien. It won't be Trent Baalke as the GM. We're smarter than that in Jacksonville, <laughs> or are we? <laughs> Am I supposed to have a question about that? <laughs> well, just take me somewhere else so I can stop complaining about it. Let's get Brent sounds, off this hill. Sounds good. I can do that. Um, but this is a depressing question because I'm going to ask you, the most disappointing team in the NFL this season was who? <laughs> I mean, are we excluding the Jaguars? I mean, you can pick the Jags, but if you really think okay. the Jags are the most disappointing. Disappointing team in the NFL? There's definitely teams that are supposed to win that didn't. Yeah. Most disappointing team in the NFL is who? The Dolphins were on that list for a long, long time. The Dolphins under consideration? Uh, I don't think so. Now, nah, I mean, I think the way they came back, I think that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, Seattle could probably be in there. I think the Browns can be in there. I, w I, I think Seattle, the Browns, I think Indianapolis is in there. Missing the playoffs is missing the playoffs. I don't yeah. know. I mean, nine and eight. That team, that team has seven Pro Bowlers. Yeah. And they missed the playoffs. So and they spent twenty million on Carson and they gave up a first round pick. It's the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. That's it. So you're taking the Colts? Yeah. Okay. The Colts most disappointing team in the NFL? Okay. Your Browns are probably pretty close, so I'm pro yeah, I think I'm gonna go more I mean the Ravens can be considered but injuries kinda with them. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns just because I had them for my Super Bowl team playing the Green Bay Packers, and obviously I was wrong about that. So if you don't make the playoffs, that's disappointing. Give me the Cleveland Browns. Casey, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I just asked the questions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you don't care? Yeah, I mean, not care, but you don't have a strong opinion. Like, are the Giants 
I Is thought the Giants. Yeah, no, Dale I, Jones. We had nothing. nothing they did spend that. a lot of money, though. So, like, yeah. the Giants, I think, were in consideration. I thought the Bears were going to be better, but I also thought they were going to play Justin Fields. How about Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I also think the Saints could be in there. Obviously, they lose Jameis Winston, but thought they could have been. Carolina, they started out 3-0 and then were bad. So, I guess, you know what? I'm going to take Carolina. I've made the decision. Most disappointing. Yeah, Sam Darnold turned yeah. out to be a... Just not good. Yeah. Just overall not very good at the football. But Started out pretty hot, too. Yeah, It is what it is. A team that is good at the football, by the way. <laughs> good at the football. The Tennessee Titans. The number yeah. one seed. Derrick Henry is coming back. How worried are you that I could potentially be right? Not at all. Really? You're delusional. I'm as worried about the Tennessee Titans winning the Super Bowl as I am about Trent Polky being the GM. Oh, wow. Well, I feel even better now. Yeah, I was going to say. You'd be down in two hills, huh? Yeah. Okay. Any, any reason why? Are you we're just gonna... about going to the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl? <laughs> winning it. Yeah, I mean, no. 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 But what about going to the Super Bowl? I mean, it's a little easier than winning it. Well, I'm aware, but how confident are you Tennessee Titans going to the Super Bowl? Nah, it's still no. the same thing. Okay. I mean... I look at it like this. I think there's a better chance that Bill O'Brien's the head coach of the Jags and the Titans. Jeez. Uh, I look at it like this. Is Mike Vrabel the best coach in the NFL right now? He's in the conversation, yeah. I think he is. Is he hands down? Is he better than Bill Belichick? This year, absolutely. He's done a better job. But Bill absolutely. Belichick's done a hell of a job, by the way. No, okay, I'm sorry. The, the, the coach this year who I think is the best coach this year is Mike Vrabel. Yeah, but I, I think if you're Mike... going to pick one game to coach, you're not going to take Vrabel over No, Belichick. I mean, obviously Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. But I'm saying in terms of talent on his team and, and being a head coach, like I think Vrabel had the best showing this year with the talent that he had. Now you have A.J. Brown coming back healthy. You have, we'll see with Derrick Henry, if Derrick Henry is even 80%, especially in colder weather, which will probably be in Tennessee, it'll be smash mouth type of weather at home in Nashville. Yeah, I think you got to take the Tennessee Titans pretty seriously. I still like the Chiefs a little better, I think, as my favorite, but the Titans are a close second. All right, Casey, you get it. You picked them at the beginning of the year. Uh huh. You get a do-over. No, I'm not or taking anybody. Or you else. ride. I'm riding with the Titans. Oh, you got to ride. Hundred percent. No, 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 no. Okay, so how much you throwing on them? I would have put a lot on Alabama last night, minus one for plus five fifty. <laughs> We're lost. Well, I'm done betting on anything. Um, no, I mean if they get Derrick, you lost everything. Huh? Yeah, yeah. If they get they. Uh, all reports are Derrick Henry will come back, and I think with Kansas City, you saw it against Denver, and I think you're going to see. That's another question. I guess I'll lead into it. If you run the football straight at Kansas City, they don't do great. Derrick Henry, when that matchup might potentially come up, is going to run right at him. So that's why I'll ask you if the Steelers they got in. They will play Kansas City. And Kansas City, if you run it straight at them consistently, they have an issue. So do you give the Steelers any chance if they run Najee Harris right at Kansas City? No. Okay. Pittsburgh's terrible. Like, Pittsburgh's bad. Like, Pittsburgh's... Here's the deal. Indianapolis and the Chargers are, like, five times better than Pittsburgh. And didn't make the postseason. Like, so hats off to Tomlin and Ben and everybody else for getting in. I mean, hats off. But they're not good. Yeah. Like, they're really not good. They don't scare you. They're the worst team in the postseason, and I think it's by far. Like, I think it's by some margin that they are the worst team in the playoffs. And so, no, they they, they are not going to beat Kansas City. They, they can't get the 20 points, man. Yeah. I got to check the weather here. So, are they playing Saturday or Sunday? Do we know? 
I mean, we do, we do know. know. Yeah. Okay, come to say it's supposed to snow in Kansas City a lot on Saturday. Wow. Sunday's supposed to be that clear is, skies. That is unfortunate that they play Sunday at 8.15 p.m. on ESPN 690. Oh, dang. Okay, I mean, it's, it's going to be some snow. It's we have a triple degree. header that day? We do. Yeah, baby. Okay. So, nonetheless, yeah, it's hard to trust Big Ben. Like, can, can they slow the game down with Harris? Absolutely. You know, he, he's built for that. I mean, we saw him in the beginning of the season, whatever, you know, be in for 100% of the play. So I'm not worried about Harris, but I am worried about the weapons of Pittsburgh being led by Ben Roethlisberger, who's obviously on the back nine of his career. And also, if you have a healthy Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, this Pittsburgh defense, it can be good. TJ Watt's an absolute beast, but they've also given up a lot of explosive plays this year. So, yeah, I don't think there's really a big shot for Ben Roethlisberger um, to pull this one out in Kansas City. I think it's going to be a retirement party in Kansas City. Hope he enjoys the barbecue. Yeah, hey, just uh, what I said there, would you would you with me there that you think the Steelers are the worst team, maybe even by far in the postseason? I guess the Eagles you could make a case that you're not super confident in, but they've been more consistent. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Raiders, do you think the Raiders? I think the Raiders are a lot better than Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like, a lot. Like, they have... I mean, again, a lot is stupid to say, right? I mean, they're all in the playoffs, but you get my point. Like, I, what's the? I don't know what the odds are to win the Super Bowl. I've got to be Pittsburgh, think Pittsburgh's the longest odds right now sure. to win the Super Bowl, and I think it. Like, I would put money on the Raiders and Eagles if they're the next lowest. Like, I'd put way more money on those two teams to win the Super Bowl than Pittsburgh. Like, I don't think there's a chance Pittsburgh wins the wins a playoff game. They're yeah. really not good. Like, Ben's terrible. Yeah. And it's a great story and all that stuff, but he's yeah. terrible. Like, the NFL would have been, the NFL playoffs would have been so much better off with the Chargers in. Sure. Yeah, I would take the Eagles over Pittsburgh right now. Um, I would probably say Pittsburgh, yeah, is is probably the, the least competitive team on paper. Well, all right, fair enough. Uh, the 49ers needed an overtime win to get into the playoffs. One, how impressive was it that they get it done in overtime? And two, what can they do in the playoffs? Yeah, I think uh, I think it was impressive, by the way. I mean, yeah. we're in the sports office, and Jimmy Gar- basically, if someone in our sports office had tweeted, it would have been very Stetson Bennett-like that I did about <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. He's like, and they were like, hey, this is why you can't win the Super Bowl and you can't get in the playoffs when the time needed, right? Yep. And Garoppolo, then he bounces back with that hell of a drive, and he got it done. And... You know, they got in the dance, and I think they're dangerous. But I think too too many people are thinking that they're going to beat the Cowboys. I think too many people are high on them in this game. They're going to control the line. They're going to run against Dallas. I'm telling you guys, listen, I'm not some crazy Cowboy fan. Screw the Cowboys. But I I just think the Cowboys have a ceiling that is massively high. And if they click, I think it's hard for maybe anybody to beat them, especially San Francisco. Man, um, I think Dallas deserves definitely to be the favorite, obviously. But San Francisco, see, they're kind of an anomaly because it doesn't matter who the running back is. doesn't matter if George Kittle's out. doesn't matter what the injuries of wide receiver look like. Like, they always find a way to produce. doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Like, they always find a way to produce. It's like the offense and the way that Shanahan runs things there in San Fran is bigger than the sum of its parts. Like, it's, it's always going to score its points. It's always going to get the job done. The question is, is can you slow down the Dallas offense? And, and can you make it more uh, of a slower-paced game? 
Because I think if you want to get in a shootout, I think advantage Dallas there. Absolutely. Uh, but I don't know, man. I mean, I get it. You know, you're, you're afraid of that Dallas defense, but they find ways to get Sam with the ball in interesting scenarios. Yeah. And that dude might be the most dynamic player right now in the NFL. So I think San Francisco had a pretty good shot, actually, of getting the job yeah, you're done. Not al- you're not alone, by the way. I think yeah, a yeah. lot of people are pulling that as an upset. And I, I do say that the weapons of San Fran are very fun. You yeah. know, Debo and Ayuk and Kittle, uh, you don't really know how they're going to beat you, but you know they're going to probably beat you. Yeah. And then Jennings had the big day for them the other day. So, yeah. I mean, they've added him to the mix now. Uh, and Shanahan can be really good, really good. Uh, and dangerous, probably. I don't think many people want to coach against Shanahan this time of year. I will sure. say that. Yeah. I will say that. I, I believe that. So I just, I'm, I'm too. I think the Cowboys are just too good. They're too yeah. good. They're too talented, man. <laughs> yeah. Too good. Uh, we'll see. What's I'm, next, Casey? I pulled up the Super Bowl odds and sparked a question. So to answer your question, Pittsburgh is plus 6,400. The Eagles plus 5,400. The Raiders are plus 4,400. But then we come to the next team with the worst odds. And I want to know, does it surprise you or is it just disrespectful? The Arizona Cardinals at plus 2,100. That's disrespectful. Uh, That's that's fair. Okay. Listen, they they know Kingsbury's coach this time of year. (laughs) Here we go. Seriously, there's no confidence in Kingsbury that he's going to go out coach like just the opposite of what I just said. Sure. Shanahan, people are going to be like, "Hey, man, this guy can drop a get plan. You got to be, you better be ready now. You better be on point." I ain't saying that about Kingsbury in Arizona. Okay. Is there confidence with Kyler Murray finally taking the governor off and saying, "Hey, go run around a little bit more"? I know. Is there confidence we'll in one see. of the best running games in the NFL? Is there confidence with a pretty solid defense, the Arizona Cardinals? Is there confidence right now with, you know, Zach Ertz obviously being a, uh, a dynamic threat that's kind of replaced DeAndre Hopkins? Is there confidence in that? Yeah, I think they're a good team. Yeah. But I also am not surprised that they're the they're third last batch of odds, you know, outside fourth. of those teams that they're you fourth. just mentioned. So, and by the way, that's a pretty close odd. Like, how many teams? 14. So that you've eliminated three. So 11 teams are all within plus 2,100 or less I will, to win the Super Bowl? I'll give you the rest of them and stop me if you want. San Francisco is also plus 2,100. The Patriots plus 1,925. Ooh. Cincinnati plus 1,700. Dallas plus 1,075. The Rams plus 870. That seems... What? Hang on. Yeah. You, you haven't said Tampa yet, though. Where's Tampa on this list? We're, we're, don't worry, we're getting there. Okay. Tennessee break, plus 730. Okay. Tampa plus 710. Stop right there real okay. quick. Tampa Bay. Do you take Arizona's roster? And I get it, Tom Brady, I know. But do you take Arizona's roster right now or Tampa Bay's roster? Oh, uh, Arizona's, yeah. Over Tampa Bay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but I mean, all right. You telling me that they're in a gap of fourteen plus fourteen hundred between Brady and a team that just won it I'm compared just, to Arizona? Brady, who just won? Okay, a, a team that just won it. I mean, Brady might be who is in, Chris in Godwin, and who is without now Antonio Brown? I know. And Leonard Fournette is he back or is he still banged up? He could be back. He he will likely be back, but yeah. at okay. the current moment, he's still on IR. I, what okay. I say, actually, you know, I think that was, that's noticeable. Notable. notable. Yeah. Uh, what I say about. Tampa, though, that I think is maybe more, to me, makes them not as much of a favorite. Because I don't think their defense, can you rely on their defense to be as lights out as they were last year? Sure. People forget about that. Yeah. That linebacking group 
their defense was ridiculous oh, the, in the postseason the, last year. They won them the Super Bowl. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know if you can rely on that this year the way they could. Do you feel like they're playing to that level? Or are they cusp of playing to that level? I mean, level? Uh, I feel like when we talk about Tampa Bay's defense, it's not anywhere where it was last year. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they have good components, still good pieces, but, like, collectively as a cohesive unit, it's just not what you saw last year. I don't think so either. And that's yeah. maybe more of a concern for me if I were to take them to win the Super Bowl or make a run than yeah. even having no Antonio Brown and yeah. no uh, – because Brady Brady will – Brady will make me a decent playing. receiver, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's Brady, so he's probably going to win outright again. It's fine. <laughs> just, that's all it does. I know, that's all it does. <laughs> Seems like good value plus 710, though, on the Bucks. By the way. Yeah, not good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> all right. Bills plus 690, Kansas City plus 390, and then the Packers plus 330. Well, the last question I, I have. Bills are plus 690? I like the Bills. Yeah. Is that to, that's to win it, Casey, right? That Honestly. is to win the whole thing, yeah. Hey, Brent, I'm you want to make 730 bucks? Yes. No, not, I'm not putting that. <laughs> I would not put it on that. <laughs> All right. Fine, you, you know. I'm just, no chance. Got him. Just, what's the no? What's the not winning? What's the bounced out of the playoffs in the first round? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no odds on that because they can't get bounced out in the first I mean, round when you don't game. play football. Because <laughs> uh, you know they're, they're that first week by, Brent. There's no, there's no <laughs> odds of that. Last question. Uh, who's the first team to hire a head coach? Good question. That is an awesome question. All right, so theoretically, Brent, you would say the team that's got the best, the most attractive openings would be the first team to announce the Raiders. Coach, right? Raiders don't count because likely to, yeah. yeah, keep their coach. Or not only that, they'll have to do it later in the process, right? Like if they do make a change, right? So, I, I mean, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say, I feel like Chicago's moving quick with a plan. To yeah. be honest, like, I feel like they've had this plan for a while. They get Polian involved. Why don't we have somebody involved like that? I don't know. Um, but I'm going to tell you this, guys. I think the most attractive job is going to be Minnesota, even with Cousins. I think somebody's going to be like, I can, de- I can deal with all that stuff up there, man. I can, I can win with that. And I feel like Minnesota is an attractive job to go get it done uh, in a division where you have Chicago and Detroit, yet, and you might not have Aaron Rodgers going forward. Yeah. I think Minnesota goes first. Plus, they saw their GM, too, as well, right? No, they can't. Oh, they, 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 they got rid of him. They got rid of him. That's right. Okay. Okay. Whew. I mean, my gut is kind of telling me Miami because I feel like if you let Flores go, you yeah, must have had go. some kind of plan in mind where, I don't know. Like, it's just hard to have you let him go without some kind of vision of what you expect the future to look like. But at the same time, in terms of resources, in terms of, I guess, a storied franchise, and I get it, like, you know, they're kind of on the decline a little bit. But keep in mind, the team went to the playoffs, I believe. Uh, it was last year they went to the playoffs, right, Chicago? Yeah. 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 Go and give me the Chicago Bears. I, you know, they would have been next on my list. Yeah. That would have been my next one. I'm going to take Chicago. Although I think I it's the you, first team to announce. I, I do think that could be the case because they, they look like they have a plan. Again, yeah. Polian's identifying people. I, I, why do I feel like Denver is such a sought-after job? Storied history, nice place to live, fun for the family. Yeah. You know, you can go small town, big town. You can, I, I feel like that's an attractive job for other reasons than maybe the football. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
See, I'm just curious with Denver if the whole Aaron Rodgers saga, you know, like I wonder if that has something to do with it. Yeah, but it's a bet, right? It's a little bit of a bet that yeah. person makes. Yeah. Um, but you, I don't think it's just him. It could be Watson. It could, you know what I mean? True, like, true, it, true. It's true. not just. It could be Russell yeah. Wilson. I mean, they could have to play at three, and with that receiving core. Yeah. You're you're saying I'm convinced I can get one of those three guys. Yep. Right. Yep. So. I mean, you could pick Denver here, and I couldn't criticize you. Yep. I think Chicago's a good play. Miami, and your reasoning for that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yet mm-hmm. I feel like the best place to go, bam, win right now, and go be a Like, you could win the Super Bowl next year in year one. Let's get it, Brent. Is Minnesota. Jacksonville. Oh. <laughs> We taking a break, or is that it? I thought we had Sunshine and Rainbows coming through. My bad. <laughs> we, we are taking a break, but um, I think we have something to give away. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I didn't know if I heard the music. Uh, yeah, we are. Imagine Dragons, baby. Is it Believe? Is that one of their songs? Or oh, yeah, Believe. Yep, maybe yeah, yeah. a Believer. Yeah. Um, maybe we should play that for time. Jacksonville. No, Believe. Sure. There we go. Uh, how about uh, caller number three, 904-362-9901. It's our anniversary week. Three-year oh, anniversary right, here on ESPN 690. We've made it that far. Just trying to make it, and we're making it. Yeah. Imagine Dragons coming down February 8th, and you have two tickets if you call Casey and you're caller number three, 904-362-9901. We'll be right back Tuesdays from Top Golf Rolls on on ESPN 690. For everyone's favorite segment on Action Sports Jacks, Hockey Talk, where Brett Martineau guesses a random hockey soundbite. Now here's your host, Casey Kurtz. Thank you, Casey. Appreciate the intro here. We are here with our contestant of the day, Brent Martineau, on Hockey Talk. He's ready. He's involved. And we're going to play a random hockey soundbite for Brent to guess. Brent, how are you feeling about your chances today? Uh, not, <laughs> not good. Not good. At all. Is, is Nick Luco potentially the answer? Oh. Jacksonville Iceman. Uh, no, probably not. So here's how this is going to work. I just saw your text. Uh, that's not going to happen for a second because I have the phone lines blocked. But that's nev- fine. nevertheless, oh, never mind. He gave him the hotline. So that's just going to have to play for a second. I'm going to play you this hockey sound. You're going to listen to it, and then you're going to have 25 seconds to figure out who it is. Use the context clues. Talk it out with Austin. Figure it out, and here is your sound. 25. Seconds. Yeah, I think we have to be happy about it. Um, you know, we can't look too deep into it because, uh, like I said, it is only two points. But uh, I think it shows that, uh, you know, there were some question marks early in the year about the teams we uh, were beating and the teams we weren't beating. And, and uh, obviously Tampa's one of the top teams in the league. So it feels good. Um, but, you know, I don't think that they played their best game tonight. Um, you know, we've played them plenty of times, obviously, in the past. We know when they're when they're on and when they're not. Um, so we got to take it with a grain of salt. But uh, it's definitely something we can continue to build on. Uh, you know, we've been a lot better recently. Uh, ever since the, the Christmas break, we've been playing really good hockey. Um, and we've been in every game. So I, I think that it's another step in the right direction. Um, you know, we have some makeup games here to, to catch up to some other teams, and we have to keep winning. And ultimately, uh, as long as we get the points, then we're going to continue to put ourselves in a good position. Uh, but this is a big win for our group, and, and it's another game that we can continue to build on. Do you need to I hear it, it again? I know it. I think, okay, let's check this out. So they just played Tampa. Yeah, obviously. Boston Bruins just played Tampa. I was leaning. Did this guy, okay, I can't ask any questions, can I? I, I would say Bergeron, the captain, is speaking for the team. That's what I would say. Marchand is a, is a, a, a like a possibility as well. But like he, Andrew? But, but he didn't lick anybody in the interview from what I heard. So I wouldn't <laughs> probably go Marchand. I would probably go Bergeron. That, that's what I would get. 
about that. Uh, they I mean, just played Tampa. Tuca, I don't like Tuca's back yet. Like he's nah. Dubrovsky's no? coming back. He's they called him back. up, I think. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of Boston Bruins. They did call him up. Uh, could it? Is it definitely a Bruins or could it be the Rangers? I. Ooh. It's not the Rangers. I can tell you it's a Bruin, and I can tell you Austin said his name. Ah, uh, Bergeron then. Bergeron. Is that your final guess? That is my final guess. Was it Marshawn? It was the rat. Exterminate oh. the rat, Brent. It killed yeah. me to it killed me to cut the sound because hate the guy. But at so the end, so do I. Oh. You hate him. See, you need, oh, I can't you need guys that you hate. See, Brent, like I'm, Brad. I'm okay taking the L here because as long as we didn't say it was Marshawn, I'm fine with it. That's good. I appreciate you talking through that. With You're me. welcome. That man. was a terrific segment, by the You're way. You're welcome. Uh, nice work. Uh, by Casey Kirk. <laughs> that was, I, I lost it at the theme, so yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. You know. Uh, anyway, we can talk good. to Stuart Weber now if you want. Yeah, Stuart Weber's on the line. Uh, Weber wouldn't have got that either, I don't think. Uh, he's down talking to, like, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kyle Larson, and others uh, at Daytona. Stuart Weber, what's happening? What's happening? I, I thought it was Bob O'Rabla. We're talking hockey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I th- by the way, are you like... Are you calling from Steven's car? <laughs> no, is the uh, is the audio not great? That's all right. It sounds like you're in the Daytona tunnel there. Make sure you honk. Yeah, I mean, I guess that that goes along with the NASCAR talk. Then, how's that? That's good. Are you uh, heading back from Daytona? Or are you still down there? Yeah, heading back. Uh, hit the road and uh, driving on back to beautiful Northeast Florida after. Uh, a fun day. I'm not gonna lie. It was a fun day. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that immensely. Uh, testing going on down there. Tell us a little bit more for most everybody that doesn't know. Sure. Uh, so, as some people may know, maybe not the full audience, but NASCAR is uh, coming out with a completely brand new car in 2022. It's called the Next Gen Car, uh, and there are a lot, a lot of changes with this new car. So. More so this year than a normal off-season, they're doing a lot of testing, uh, a lot of figuring out how this new car is going to race on different tracks, in different situations. Uh, and so there's, there's been a lot of testing in many other tracks, and we're in the midst of a, a two-day session here at Daytona to kind of see how the new car is going to react to the super speedway, how it's going to react to drafting. You've got new tires. They're testing out different configurations. Uh, a whole lot of that going into making this season the best season ever, as they try to do every year. Uh, Stuart Weber with us. Uh, he was at Daytona today. When they do the new car thing, they've done this a, a few times uh, over the last, I don't know, decade plus. And it's usually not extremely well received. I know they're doing everything they can to avoid the one time they changed cars, and it was tandem racing at its worst. Uh, how is it being received so far to the, the, the drivers like this across the board, the move they're making, where they're headed? So I would not anticipate tandem racing for one. Uh, I'm good. pretty sure the package is not going to result in that. And and while NASCAR certainly has made little tweaks here and there, the most recent big overall was that the car of tomorrow, when yep, they did yep. that maybe a decade ago, this is completely different. Like, that would be going from a Ford to a Mustang. This is like going from a Ford to a Lamborghini, I guess is a good way to kind of put But the, the car is completely different. The steering is different. The suspension is different. The tires are different. The, the wheels are different. There are so many differences between this car. Uh, we spoke with Tyler Reddick, driver of the 8-car, 
today, and he said the only thing you can carry over from the old car to this one is the seat. Interesting. Like, that's, that's it. You can just transfer the seat over, and that's it. Um, so to, to answer your question on, on how it's been received thus far, I think the drivers like it because it's really putting a lot of the, the skill required has to go right back into the driver's hands just because of, of those different changes that they're making to the car where it's going to be more dependent on skill and ability from a certain driver than it is from how much money your team put into your offseason as far as uh, fine-tuning things. So it, it may level the playing field a little bit, or it might not. <laughs> it's kind of the funny thing because, heck, you might pop out with one driver, say Kyle Larson, who won the title last year. He might be head and shoulders above everyone else because he's that much better of a driver, and we're putting it into the driver's hand. What, what do you think what, is the quest to find the best driver in NASCAR or at least to make it more about the skill of the driver and the star of the sport? Or is there, is there more of a quest just because this is moving into the future of racing and other things from a safety standpoint that makes sense around the car? Like, what's the motivation for it? I think it, uh, the biggest motivation, if you ask NASCAR, and, and they'll tell you it's, the, the leveling of the playing field from a team perspective, I think, is one that... It, it's funny, because I just said that we could end up in a situation where it does level the playing field, or it could go the complete opposite direction. So it, it may or may not work in that regard, but the, the way they're setting it up with this new car is that each of the individual pieces that go along with the car are being supplied to the teams from private companies each different team is going to get it all from the same company. So if you're Hendrick Motorsports, you can't put millions and millions of dollars into fine-tuning your suspension when you're going to get the same suspension provided by NASCAR that the folks over at, for instance, College Motorsports are going to get. And that is going to result in making the sport a little bit cheaper for teams. So maybe for those lesser teams that want to try and compete with the big dogs, it's going to be more realistic because you don't need a different car for every single different racetrack. So that's going to help out the lesser teams. But at the same time, they're, they're hoping for better racing as well. And that has a lot to do with the different horsepower packages that they're using at the different tracks. Yeah, that makes sense uh, because, you know, we've gone to, like, say in Daytona, like there would be times where Joe Gibbs Racing just dominates the sure. weekend, you know. Yeah. Uh, because they've got a great package or whatever it might be. So I get, I get where you're coming from. It'll be interesting to see how it works uh, in that regard. Is Kyle Larson about to go on a run here? Uh, Martin Truex Jr. went on a bit of a run. We know Jimmy Johnson went on a long run. You go all the way back, Jeff Gordon, and, and you know, the list goes on and on from Dale Earnhardt to, to Moore. Uh, is, that, is Kyle Larson, like, the best? Or I know you just said they, you know, even the playing field, like, is Chase Elliott? And, and Kyle Larson, the you know, who's, how much of a crop of really good drivers do we have or is somebody going to dominate, I guess is what I'm asking. That's a good question. Uh, I, I, can, I can easily see a scenario where Kyle Larson dominates, at least from a winning perspective in the regular season for a few years, simply because he's always been a really good wheel man, a really good driver. Uh, the problem was is that he wasn't ever in the, the best equipment in NASCAR. He was always racing for Ganassi Motorsports, and he was winning with Ganassi in that 42 car. Of course, the off-the-track incident happens. He misses an entire year, and then, you know, he falls into one of the best race teams in NASCAR to get his second chance, and he showed you what he can do with it uh, by going out there and dominating for Hendrick Motorsports a year ago. But one thing I will say, as far as championships go, and this is really what makes Jimmy Johnson's run so remarkable, is it is 
it is harder than ever to, to consistently win championships year after year simply because of the, the format of the postseason when you're whittling the field down from 16 playoff cars all the way down to four. You have to end up in that final four in order to have a chance at the championship. So winning all those regular season races gives you a leg up at that point. But if you have bad luck in two of the three races in any one of the segments of the playoffs, you're you're not going to win the title that year. So while I can see Larson dominating from a win perspective over the next, next few years, uh, who knows whether he's going to be able to do it in the championship regard. Stuart, is there some kind of up-and-comer that we should be talking about that no one really knows that could be like the next big thing? Um, not this year as far as rookies coming in. I mean, you do have Austin Sindrick. He's a big-time rookie jumping right into the two-car. That, that's a pretty big deal for him to jump into a legacy number like that. Uh, I think the next big, 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 big one that you're going to keep an eye on is Ty Gibbs. Uh, Ty Gibbs, the grandson of Joe Gibbs. And we saw him race in the Xfinity Series last year where his first ever Xfinity race he goes and wins uh, as like an 18-year-old. So, you know, he, he certainly has a bright future ahead of him, but he's still another, I don't know, two years out from making it to the Cup Series. Uh, so keep his name in the back of your head for down the road. The, the funny thing is is that we always have this pipeline of young stars, and, and frankly, they're getting younger and younger to the point where, you know, you don't have these guys who are, who are popping out on the scene when they're 28. 29 years old, I mean, the exception of maybe a Josh Berry who did it in the Xfinity Series last year. So many of these guys have been groomed from a young age and have been racing on simulators and racing since they were like six. It's it's crazy to think how young some of these guys are and how much success they're having at a young age. Before you know it, Kyle Busch's kid's going to pop up. He's like five years old. He's already <laughs> winning these you know, sprint car races. Uh, Clint Boyer's kids out there winning races. Kevin Harvick. You know, all these race car drivers have like six and seven-year-old kids and 10 years from now, they're going to be in the Xfinity Series, which is wild. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Speaking of getting older, uh, Eric Amarola, I think I saw, is retiring, right? I mean, that's – is that right? Yeah, he, that? He, yeah correct. He, he did announce that. He, he is retiring a little younger. I mean, he, he's not a young driver by any means, but he has said that he wants to spend some more time with his family. And, hey, props to him for, for you know, seeing that time. It is a very time-intensive sport when you're talking about being away from the family and being on the road all the weekends of the entire year, pretty much. Uh, so, hey, props to him. He's, he's certainly had a, a good career and, and able to compete at the highest level. So, who knows? Maybe that number 10 car can go out and get another uh, win or two for the driver out of Tampa. All right. Uh, Stuart Weber down at Daytona today for testing. They'll continue testing coming up tomorrow on the uh, Horizon, uh, Rolex 24. And then, of course, the Daytona 500 Speed Week's on the way uh, in mid to late February, right after the Super Bowl, be Daytona 500. So I think that's February 20th, if I have my calendar right. Uh, and uh, should be a lot of fun. All right, Weber, drive safe, man. Drive fast, but drive safe. Yeah, we'll do a couple more quick things. I want to say the fan turnout today was insane. Uh, we, we talk about how excited the fans are for these changes. Uh, I would say easily a 1,000 people were there today. You know, just for a random test on a Tuesday uh, huh. to come see this new car, to get a look at it for the first time, uh, it, it was insane how many people were there. I mean, they, they opened the concession stands on the infield of the track. Everyone was lined up behind the garages. It almost felt like a third day at the track in a normal speed week with how many people were just there in the infield to get a peek and, and get any look at it they possibly can. Part of that, because Dale Jr. was one of the drivers, that certainly has something to do with it. He, uh, he was jumping into the five-car this week just to get a little feel of the car so when he's broadcasting, he'll know a little bit more. Uh, 
Uh, but it, it was wild to see how many fans. That's what my, my story for tonight on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action News Jack. You can check it out on Fox 30 at 6. 53. Uh, that story just has to do with that fan excitement and folks really turning out today. But they, they wanted to get a look at it because they know that they're not going to be able to see it at the Bush Clash, which is in L.A., inside the L.A. Coliseum, which is a whole other story that we can get into another day. Uh, but the fans, the fans can't wait. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, good work down there. Look forward to the story coming up tonight on the TV side, Action Sports Jacks. Fox 30 and CBS 47, 610, and 11 o'clock. All right, Weber, drive safe, man. We'll see you in a bit. Sounds good. Bye. Uh, that's uh, Stuart Weber uh, checking in from Daytona International Speedway. He knows that stuff, man. You're not lying, man. <laughs> he loves it. That he grew up on it. He knows it. Heck yeah. He loves it. Uh, and uh, we'll have a bunch of coverage over the next month from down in Daytona. I mean, I love going down there. I just don't know it like that. No, for I, sure. I mean, it's debatable, which I know more of, hockey or that. Or AEW, too, as well. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Hey, that, that, that's why we're here. The day. That's why we're here, though. Actually, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why we got your back. I mean, I'll tell you how much I know about the other you two sports be, is that AEW might. You should start live-tweeting AEW. You should just watch <laughs> yes. a, a Wednesday Night Dynamite inside of live-tweeting. Like, this guy sucks. He's going to lose. The, yeah. you know, and then, and then, Have and the wrestling fan base come at you. That'd be good. You might talk about some passionate individuals true. now, bro. Or I'll just steal the script. <laughs> Don't care. You said that, not me. <laughs> At Brent A.S. Jacks on Twitter, I thought, everybody. Yeah, I we're okay with that. It's not taboo yeah. anymore. We've admitted that there's a script. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. All right. That's not cool. I wouldn't say that, but you did it. <laughs> it's all you. Hey. I'm trying to help you out, dude. I don't know. Hey, listen, I don't really need help. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Take my own grave. Check those mentions out. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll be back uh, Tuesday some Top Golf. How about we give away a couple of All-Star Game tickets to the ECHL All-Star Game next Monday here in Jacksonville. Caller number 2, 904-362-9901. You want to go to the All-Star Game in Jacksonville? A couple of tickets right now. Give Casey a call, 904-362-9901. We'll be right back from Top Golf. Can't describe it. I love these guys. I, I, I have no words, man. This is the great. These are the greatest fans in the world. It's the greatest team in the world. I love everything about the place. Was that Mike Time Bomb talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Jack <laughs> I'm assuming that was Stetson Bennett. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, I love how everybody always has the best fans in the world. <laughs> you know, like it's great that you say it, but yeah, yeah. I really don't like. <laughs> I mean, you probably don't. Who do you think the best fans in the world are? Besides Jaguars fans, obviously, but. Uh, I mean, so we, we, we probably take soccer off the probably take soccer yeah, off the table because we're not familiar. I'm not familiar. But, I mean, but you know, know, neither am I. But they're they're hardcore. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And, and so, from a U.S. sports standpoint, who are the who's the best fan base? And how do you characterize best? I just say like passion. Yeah. And big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Widespread. Yeah. I mean, I I think. I mean, I don't honestly. Uh, selfish is I don't think the Red Sox are far off. I'm not sure I would give that number one, but I think they're pretty close. Okay. I think I think like the Cubs even more than the Yankees. I, mm. I, I mean, the Yankees is the biggest probably, right? But so could be the yeah. Cowboys. Would you consider Cowboys fans like the greatest? No, I just absolutely think not. The, the problem with the Yankees and and like but just Cowboys Skip Bayless is stuff, walking around. No, we're we're good. It's just a little front too front frontery. Yeah. You know, maybe too much of that. But Cubs had to endure. You know, and, and the Red Sox did for a long time, but Red Sox feels like it's big. I'll tell you, I mean, it, it really is an incredible fan base, and just it, the Bills would be on the list. 
Yeah. It, now it's not massive. Like it's not no. as big as like the Steelers and Packers and but it's passionate. And others, but it's passion. I mean, dude, they go on like regular season wins. They show up at the airport like by the thousands. I saw that to see Josh like, Allen. Not yeah. just like one time, like by yeah. the thousands. Well, yeah, when they beat New England at New England, like all the fans showed up to congratulate the. the and it's girls. like one in the morning, and it's like negative five, it's and it's no. not even a playoff game. Nope. It's like a late November game. Yeah, it's like that's, that's saying something. That's now. saying something for sure. I mean, I've still been unwilling to do it, even though I lost the bet, but they go through tables. <laughs> like, they put their life on the line. Um, I think there is something to be said for Bills fans. I really do. Yeah. I mean, it's a hardcore, uh, blue-collar, tough passion. Yeah. It just does I don't know. I got, like, I think you could have the conversation a lot. It would be a good argument. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's funny that everybody says, yeah, the best fans. And that's what oh, no, no. Like, I hear I you. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, yep. The, uh. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna ask you about. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna ask you. Brett Stetson Bennett. Nothing. Uh, nah. Okay. Not Stetson Bennett. I will say this about the national championship. One thing I, th- I have more respect. Like Alabama, I thought, I have more respect for Saban this year. Yeah. How he handled defeat. How he's very patient. I tweeted this today, and I don't know because I don't cover him day to day. I just feel like he was a little different. I feel like he had a little more patience to him, a little more understanding of what his team was. And I'm wondering if that's kind of this morphing into today's athlete. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was that coupled with the fact that this wasn't his best team. And he knew it, that, it, I it feel wasn't. like, I right? Think, yeah. I mean, he I knows what a championship you know team looks yeah, like, Yeah, right? he knows it as well. So maybe he kind of felt like this team overachieved um, as it was. And obviously with the injuries coupled with that, like maybe – you know, obviously, you'd win the big one, but I think, you know, at the press conference, he was obviously very proud of his team and how they performed. So uh, I just think it's, it's kind of being self-aware of the, the guys that you had in your roster, but also the, overcoming all those injuries as well. Yeah, I do too. And, and by the way, I have a lot of respect for Bryce Young. You know what's really wild about that to me is you had two guys that might be like 5'10", like maybe, <laughs> and, and they might have been the, the smallest by weight combined quarterbacks in the history of a national championship game. <laughs> They're both skinny. Like, in today's athlete, yeah, yeah. like, today's athlete, even if you're, like, you're not big. Yeah. Like, you're you're kind of defined. No, like, I mean, like, Her- Mike, it, big, like, like Ty, yeah. Ty's tiny. Yeah, but, like, yeah, he's yeah. starting to be, like, defined. Like, I can tell, like, he's putting work in and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, these guys, like, their arms look like mine. <laughs> like, they look, like, they seriously look like they haven't even hit the weight room. Sure, sure. And I know yeah. they have, so I'm yeah. being very disrespectful. But, but, but it's the quarterback version of the weight room. Yeah. It's different. It's have different. you seen, oh, like, Gardner two Minshew. smaller, slighter quarterbacks face off in a big game than it's that? A, it's not a bad call. It's, it's been a while in a national championship game for sure, yes. And I say that, and I say, wow, Bryce Young, man, I mean, he, I, I have a lot of respect for him. He took yeah. a lot of hits, and he's really good. Yep. Um, and, and he, I think he didn't get a lot of help yesterday. No. And you have the feeling that Bryce Young will probably be back as well. You know, yeah. He'll, 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 he'll have this time, I think. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet me. This is probably a true story. They said somebody was leaving, like, Indianapolis or the Alabama fan. They said, where's the national championship next year? And they said, like, L.A. Like, all right, thanks. <laughs> Already making <laughs> their plans. And as they should. Oh, get I a good it. flight in a room now. Did you see all the shrimp cocktail going on? In that? Yeah, I yeah. did. Have you ever had the St. Elmo's? No, I, have, no, I haven't had a St. No. Uh, I've been funny people talking about it so much before. I it's cocktail sauce. It is, but it's good. Well, all right. I, I told you, the St. Elmo's cocktail sauce, like, I wish I could have it now because my allergies have been bad. Sure, and sure. just clear you out. Okay. And you know the story behind it, I asked, like, I don't understand. Like, why is this so much better or so much yes. spicier or so yeah, much, yeah. like, so much bite? And they said because they get, like, the... Um, 
horseradish in like on a yep. daily basis. Okay. And if you let horseradish sit or you open the stuff up, oh, it, it, loses, it loses its bite. Potency. Yeah. Yeah, potency. yeah, potency. yeah that, you, that's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I say bite. Bite, but, no, bite sounds um, good too. But I guess that's the story. Okay. And so they get it shipped in like on a more regular basis, and that's why their yeah. cocktail sauce is like that. I mean, like, I don't want to call it. overrated at St. Elmo's, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't want to call it Indianapolis or anything, but if you're known most for your cocktail sauce, eh, do better, huh? No, they're certainly known for blowing a chance at the playoffs on Sunday. <laughs> Josh Scobie has arrived. Football at five with Scobie here. Tuesdays from Top Golf Rolls on. He's already jumped right in to hit golf balls. We'll yes, be back on, right on now, ESPN 690. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.